G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Let's start off with some great things. Dan Flynn is the political uh, Chief Political Officer at the Australian Christian Lobby. Dan's back with us. Hi, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. That's fantastic to be here, Neil. Hey, Dan, before we get into some issues, uh, this morning, the National Prayer Breakfast, uh, the Prime Minister, the Leader of the Opposition, the Governor-General all in attendance. Uh, what were your impressions? This is fantastic, Neil, to see uh, you know both the Prime Minister and the Opposition Leader uh, a Liberal Senator Amanda Stoker, uh, uh, Labor MPs, all endorsing prayer, uh, all encouraging prayer. Uh, it's uh, it's something new. Uh, it's very we, we saw it last year and we're seeing it this year, uh, but we have not seen it uh, prior to last year's federal election when Scott Morrison was elected. So uh, his election, I think, was a sea change in terms of uh, an acknowledgement and acceptance of the importance of prayer and the importance of the Christian vote. Uh, and that's why uh, you know, both sides uh, would make it really mandatory to, to participate in this. Uh, so hats off to Senator Amanda Stoker, uh, the Liberal Senator, and the Labor MP, Luke Gosling, for coordinating this. And I think hats off to Scott Morrison MP for the quote of the day, Neil. Uh, what was the quote of the day? The quote of the day, he read Matthew 18.20 and he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am with you. And he said, and he is here with us. I thought that was such a beautiful declaration of a real vibrant faith in the presence of Jesus uh, at the gathering this morning. Um, Absolutely uh, a brilliant statement. Uh, we will appreciate the powerful impact of what it means for uh, the Prime Minister, the Leader of the Opposition, the Governor-General, all to be in attendance at a national prayer breakfast. Uh, I'm not sure it'll get the same sort of uh, headlines in much of the mainstream media as that it might get when you and I are talking, Dan. Uh, a lot of people, this will just go by and, uh, and they'll try and reject that as something irrelevant or something ritualistic that might have happened in our parliamentary uh, uh, the the thoughts of uh, gatherings that they have, but uh, but it is certainly a very deep thing when you get that sort of level of unity uh, under the presence and power of God. Absolutely, absolutely, Neil. It was made more difficult by the fact that it was um, you know kind of a live streamed, uh, so it was it was uh, for most people there uh, that they're sort of receiving it virtually rather than being present at the event. Uh, but uh, a very important occasion and. No doubt, you know, we would expect next year's will be a packed Parliament House uh, Great Hall event, um, which we're already looking forward to. It's such a great event. Absolutely. Hey, let's get into some of the issues. There's lots of them. I'm not sure we'll get through a whole list of things to talk about, but uh, you're keeping up the pressure around uh, the movie called Cuties, and uh, it's outraged a lot of people. Uh, it's a film on Netflix. What's the latest on that one, Dan? The latest on this is that Wendy Francis, our spokesperson for women and children, um, Wendy and I will meet tomorrow with the Minister for Communications, Paul Fletcher, 
to express our concerns. So this is a very, very important meeting uh, because uh, he presides over the classification uh, system uh, that sits within his portfolio. We are urging him to appeal the current MA15 plus classification and urge that this film be uh, refused classification, namely that it cannot be watched. Uh, not, Neil, because we're trying to censor sex material, but we're trying to censor criminal material. And so uh, because the, the actors who are, who are highly sexualised in this movie, uh, you know, age between sort of 11 and 14, um, uh, it is child abuse material according to the Commonwealth Criminal Code. So we're, we're making that point uh, front and centre with the Minister tomorrow, and we would very much appreciate the prayers of your listeners uh, that he, uh, he he sees that this is an important matter for him to act on. Well, I'm sure many listening will keep you in their prayers at what will be an important meeting. Let's move on. Another issue on the list here today. In Western Australia, the Christian lobby is on the front foot defending some religious freedom issues here uh, generated by Margaret Court after the government lottery body refused to grant funding for a freezer fan to feed needy families. And uh, and uh, this is all around Margaret Court's views on sexuality. Uh, this is an interesting one and uh, just goes to show you how fickle some people are when they're making these sorts of decisions, Dan. It's unbelievable. Margaret Court, I mean, you know, uh, Vision News this morning talking about the, the French Open. Um, you know, Margaret Court, a champion of the French Open um, and uh, also just a champion in life generally. So she, you know, now... Um, you know, in her senior years, operating a flourishing church, giving away something like 70 tonnes of food a week to people, um, you know, in great need. She sought to obtain a free funding for a freezer fan uh, to preserve the food. But the relevant funding body said, no, we won't give it to you because of your views on sexuality and gender and marriage, those type of things. Uh, the, it's, in the, it's in the news that... Um, uh, they had a meeting then with this particular uh, uh, part of the government that gives us funding, uh, this particular organisation. They said, no, we won't be changing our mind. Um, we don't uh, accept your views and you won't have this funding. Now, we've got a team of lawyers here connected with ACL. Uh, our advice is that that is clearly in breach of the Western Australian Equal Opportunity legislation. And um, Margaret Court herself is considering bringing a court case in the tribunal um, but this is very concerning. Um, our uh, director in uh, Perth, Peter Abetz, has written to the Premier uh, urging some action on this. Um, but uh, this has got to be a concern for anybody who holds traditional views on marriage and gender, that um, a government funding uh, for uh, the needs of the poor would be denied because of an opinion uh, is, is really crossing the line. Well, when we talk about issues around religious freedom, uh, we're often uh, talking about a moral level, but uh, you're taking things on a level which uh, ordinary Aussies, ordinary churchgoers are not necessarily able to do. So uh, applause to the Australian Christian lobby because uh, this is an illegal act 
and so there is a move there to uh, to approach that uh, at a legal level. So uh, uh, honour to you guys and honour to Margaret Court there for having the courage uh, to stand up for what is a right there. Uh, let's talk about Victoria, which is your home state, although these days you're living in the ACT. Uh, but uh, freedom of worship and religion uh, continues to be restricted uh, during the lockdown. Uh, what are your thoughts around this one, Dan? There's an incredible inequity here. Uh, for example, in regional Victoria at the moment, you can have 10 people inside a cafe, uh, but for a church, they have to be 10 people outside of the church. Uh, so, the, and, and there are similar disparities in Queensland. Uh, in Queensland, you can have 30 people in your home at a gathering, but if it's a home church or you're involved in any sort of worship Bible study, you can only have six so in, in some senses, this is a, an emerging issue of our time, that the churches are being left behind in uh, the easing of restrictions. So um, in Victoria, some 300 pastors uh, wrote a, an open letter to the Premier uh, that was delivered last week uh, complaining about uh, the disparities and the need for the churches to open. Um, if, there, if there are some churches or some mosques who cannot uh, manage social distancing, then they ought to be shut for a couple of weeks. But uh, because there will be one or two who can't keep the law, um, that doesn't mean that every church, every cathedral across the state uh, ought to be shut. So um, we are speaking into that disparity in Victoria. Very important. And uh, just as a little aside here, there's a cautionary note, isn't there, for churches that are meeting, that, uh, you know, you must have a COVID plan and you must... Uh, stick to it, and uh, you must, uh, you know, cause, uh, you know, help everyone to understand that this has to be followed, because otherwise there are dramatic consequences that can flow through to everyone else in church life. Uh, it's an important thing, Dan, for uh, for Christians no. who are meeting to get things right. You're right to highlight it, Neil. Uh, there was a Canberra church that was, um, you know, visited a couple of weeks ago, um, and so yeah, your numbers got to be right. Your four square meter rule, you know, the uh, the hand wash, everything. Um, and, but Christians are incredibly uh, intelligent and compliant people. Uh, they will uh, abide by the rules. Um, it, it's, it's absurd that the government, uh, particularly in Victoria, is not acknowledging that and that there are significant disparities in Queensland, which I'm just starting to learn about. And hopefully we'll take action on those shortly. Uh, no doubt we'll be talking about some of those a little later this week too. Uh, we're going to do a special preview uh, of what's happening in the Queensland state ahead of the state election coming up at the end of the month and no doubt that'll be a part of what we'll discuss as well. Hey, uh, just stay with Victoria for a few moments because uh, while there's issues around freedom of worship and those sorts of things, uh, there is a little bit of a reprieve with uh, arbitrary detention laws. Uh, some good things that are happening there too in Victoria, a little bit extra freedom. Look, there is, Neil, well, it was a risk that uh, ordinary people could be appointed as authorised officers and effectively, you know, detain uh, other people who are not police. You know, you could have people in the same block or neighbourhood uh, become authorised officers and detain their neighbours. Mercifully, uh, that was averted. Uh, there was a large outcry. Um, it's a little outside of our normal line of work, Neil, but we participated because... Um, where, you know, Christians are concerned about freedoms and when freedom's curtailed, uh, the history tells us that often the first freedom to go is freedom of religion. So we, we were prepared to stand up for this particular liberty 
uh, not to have our neighbours um, uh, become authorised officers and be able to detain us. Uh, that should only be better for the police. On that other issue concerning Victoria too, uh, uh, Premier Daniel Andrews uh, has agreed to hand over his phone records. Uh, there is a an inquiry into who demanded the curfew arrangements there and uh, he's happy to be uh, transparent here. Are your thoughts on what's happening there? Uh, this is a very interesting uh, unfolding situation. I think that uh, Premier Andrews is coming under greater scrutiny than he's come under for a long time uh, in his sort of 100-day-plus media conferences. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, yeah, it's great he's showing his records. I think the uh, his staff like to show the relevant records. Um, people are very concerned about why it is that Victoria got itself into this hotel quarantine situation. Uh, who authorised private security guards? Uh, that seems to be the, uh, you know, I suppose the piece of wood, the ember that started that particular bushfire. And uh, people will be pleased to uh, get closer to the truth on that for sure. A little look at some issues in New South Wales uh, where Mark Latham's bill against schools indoctrinating children on gender fluidity, uh, the AB, uh, the uh, the bill that the ACL supports, uh, it's drawn illegal protests uh, from transgender activists. Uh, what's happened there, Dan? It's rare to see an illegal protest these days. I think, you know, we've had the Black Lives Matter. We had uh, protests against the lockdown probably, a, you know, about a month ago in Victoria. And uh, there's, it's been all quite on the protest front. Uh, uh, there, there were transgender activists uh, out protesting Mark Latham's bill. I mean, his bill basically says the fluidity should not be taught in schools, um, a particularly uh, good and straightforward point, I would have thought. Um, but uh, uh, there were people out breaking the law on that on the weekend, and I'm, I'm you know, not sad that um, they were fined. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, just a quick one, uh, casting our vision over the seas uh, to the US, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett, uh, the uh, the one that uh, Donald Trump wants to see as the replacement uh, on the Supreme Court there. Uh, there's a push there, of course, to have her... Uh, embedded in that uh, before the election. What are your thoughts on the latest things? Because there's some developments this week. This week, her four-day hearing will happen uh, in front of the, the uh, Senate committee. Uh, she will uh, say that she will, you know, enforce the law as written, not impose personal decisions. Uh, so she will um, play a very straight bat uh, in her four-day hearing. And uh, But we know she should, she's an originalist, uh, she believes in the Constitution uh, as written. We know she's pro-life. Uh, we, we know she's a Catholic mother of seven. And um, uh, one gets the very distinct impression that her, her moral radar uh, is a strong Christian one. Uh, so um, uh, certainly Christians in America will be delighted at her appointment and delighted uh, for the effect that may have on uh, abortion laws in the U.S. Well, Dan, we'll put a line under the issues, and uh, for sure. listeners, they should know that there's an awful lot of issues we could talk about here, but uh, but I want to thank you, Dan Flynn. Uh, always great insights. Uh, Dan's the Chief Political Officer with the Australian Christian Lobby. Uh, I always like to point people to the ACL website, important, because there are elections on, and you want some insights into, say, the ACT election or the Queensland state election that's coming up, uh, all sorts of articles and campaigns and all sorts of 
things that you can arm yourself and understand uh, the issues that are going on in our nation. So acl.org.au is the website for the Australian Christian Lobby. acl.org.au. Dan Flynn, Chief Political Officer, thanks so much for your update today on 2020. That's my pleasure. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.